Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 243rd. 243rd episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton, and I'm here with Diami Plotkate. And again, we're here at the Texas Woodworking Festival. And joining us uh, today, or in this segment, is uh, Mike Powers. So how are Hello. you doing, Mike? Very I good. think you may have the record for uh, being the uh, person furthest away coming here. You're, I don't. You don't? I don't. I talked to somebody from Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, my oh, Lord. Oh, man. Drove here. <laughs> Not specifically for this, but okay. drove down from Anchorage. I don't... He has a house here. Uh-huh. But he said he... Yeah, in Fort Worth, but oh. he said he just drove down from Anchorage, Alaska. So wow. I don't know if it was specifically for this. We'll I was have to pin him down. Yeah, we'll have to pin him down. I was speaking to a gentleman from Maine, and I, I did not ask why he was here and if he had come specifically for this event, but... He had a T-shirt from Maine, and I started talking to him about it, and he revealed that he was from Maine. Um, and we were talking about local stuff to Maine, so I took the liberty of assuming he still lived there. Uh, so that's mm. not as far as, as, as Alaska by any stretch, but that certainly beats Mike and I. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. We're almost now to the U.S. Woodworking Festival. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's too short for that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Mike, give us an impression of... What, you, what you've thought of the event. I know this is, this is very different than the events we've been to in the past in that this is really just, I think they've described it as a farmer's market in that you're just kind of wandering around and talking with people. Half, maybe more than half of the people here are not actually selling anything. They're just kind of showing their wares and, yes. and sharing. Um, does that work as a format? I think it does. I think mm. it's a little crowded. We could it definitely use is. a little more space, and there's a few choke points uh, that could be addressed in the future. Yeah. But uh, we, yeah, have, um, we, have, for, we have great beer. Yeah, yes, we do have good beer. Unfortunately, um, this is a very rainy Texas afternoon, yes. and mm-hmm. uh, they had a whole setup for an outside, outside. beer garden with uh, food trucks. The food trucks are here, and they seem to be quite popular. But, yeah, it's really it's the everybody's rain. We'll blame inside. The rain. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay, let's get back to your woodworking, Mike. Yes. Last time we talked to you, you were working um, for home builders, doing yes. really high-end trim work in houses. Yes. You've stopped that. You're back in your own shop now? Yes. So what are you making in your own shop these days, other than a veneer press? Or let, well, let's talk about the veneer press. Other than a veneer press? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not much. Uh, well, I made a... I took a mid-century school desk and refurbed it for my wife. That was... Oh, her. yeah. That, that was a beautiful yeah, That was really piece. cool. I yeah. saw yeah, that, that project. Was, yeah. You know, that was all her thing and i just added my thing to yeah. it i got to do uh angled dovetails mm-hmm. and i it's the funny part is that i had tried uh compound mitered angled dovetails mm. one time before and failed so miserably that i i didn't even keep the pieces because okay. i didn't want to see them <laughs> I, I, but cutting normal mm-hmm. dovetails i yeah. have no problem with at yeah. all you know, use a handsaw yeah. regularly. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with regular dovetails, but it was something about the geometry, something about the geometry yeah. that really boggled my mind. But this time, I don't know why it clicked. But I don't mean to simplify it, but is the trick to not overthink it? It is. Well, that's like we yeah. like 
I discussed when I was on here before, that's my problem. I overthink everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything. So the the easiest way to take care of that was just go, hey, I'm just going to do this. Now, the veneer pressure building currently, man, that's yeah. a monster. It is. And yeah. I, I wanted to be able to do... What's uh, the actual dimensions of it? Uh, well, it can be actually be adjusted for okay. length. Uh, so it'll fit 43 by up to about 8 feet. Wow. So, so the, I, I can make a I can make a dining room I can veneer a dining room table wow. which was the it, goal. When you adjust it there are basically loops that go through that have the the press screws in them and you can yeah. you can vary their spacing that's how you adjust the length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can move those together or far apart or If you move them far apart do you then need like a call or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you ever a good place to watch anything about cold veneer pressing is uh old Patrick Edwards videos. Okay. And when I say old, I mean old for YouTube. They're like seven years old or something like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, he puts, he just uses like two by fours and four by fours and you mm-hmm. just spread it out. Okay. You know, you just spread out the load just like you would. But that's not the only thing I glue up on there. You know, if I'm making uh, a workbench or something with big legs that are going to be glued up, I can glue those up on there too. The table's Absolutely. perfectly flat. That's a clamp with one call on top of the glue-up. I can glue up something eight feet without pulling out any clamps off of my wall. Right. And, and if you're, um, even if you're making a slab, like a workbench top, where you're laminating it horizontally. Which I'm doing. Um, yes. You can use that to keep it all flat and just put a couple of uh, exactly. clamps to keep it together. Yes. Now, how, how high does it go? How, how thick a piece can you put underneath that? Could That's you take that slab... I- and turn it on its side and use the veneer screws I, to... I could take the torsion box out and uh, it could probably... Actually, I don't even know. Uh, more than a foot. Okay. Wow. More than a foot because the torsion box is over four inches tall. And then I think... I'm actually almost at the limit of the screws on the way down mm-hmm. as far as just clamping up like a piece, making my own plywood. Right. Right. That's at the at the basic bottom limit of the of screw. where the torsion box is now. Yeah. yeah. But you'd only remove so the torsion box screws, if you had something those, bigger than it, right? Those screws are screwed all the way down when I do that. So I have all the entire, you know, up to go from there. Okay. So this seems to be much more economical than a vacuum press. And I'm not even sure if you could get a vacuum well, bag that big. You know, as yeah. as some unwise people say or wise people uh, I have way more time than I do money. Yeah. So, and I have a shop full of uh, alder scraps from all my adventures in beams and mantles and mirror frames that I saved for this specific reason because right. I knew I was going to make benches and all kinds of stuff out of them. Okay. And it's free. I've, I, I literally have the Beal uh, threader kit, which was like $100, $120, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a gallon of Type Bond. That's what I got in it. Wow. wow. Now, so you, you talked about saving the scraps for this project. Is this, you've wanted a veneer press for a long time because of the, the options it affords you? Or is there a specific project where you want to make big dining room tables and you know this is the path to that? You know, was it, was it a tool that you've just had your eye on and you know it provides you a lot of options? Or was it specifically for a project? No, it wasn't specifically for a project. Okay. I just knew that if... I wasn't going to just be stupid and and just buy a vacuum press, which I can't afford at all, that I needed to make a veneer press big enough that I wouldn't need to buy a vacuum press. From the sound of it, while Kyle recovers, yeah. from the sound of it, it's, it's a 4.5. <laughs> that's right. That's it right. seems like the veneer press is more versatile 
than a vacuum press. Though I guess you can glue up legs and stuff in a vacuum press. Yeah, it, but you can't glue up anything curved in a veneer press. True, true. So how does this break down? So this obviously takes a lot of uh, shop space. So can, Yeah, it's like yeah. basically like a 4x8, but I yeah. have two 4x8. I basically have an 8x8 outfeed table now mm-hmm. that I, that's double 4x8 torsion boxes okay. that I had with a base built under it that I made to for a desk that I built a few years ago. And you needed a big, huge, flat area right. to build the desk. And uh, it's way too big for my shop. And I'm going to go back to the one 4x8. So mm-hmm. it kind of evens out. It you know Once I get rid of the other one, once I get rid of the other one, it'll be fine. Okay. Did you, before you uh, had that little choking episode, Kyle, do you have a question? Well, that's basically it, is, is how this thing breaks down because, you know, the oh, amount of shop space. It can, it can yeah. go flat. It can go flat. So. It can go flat. All the yeah. all the the sections that either have three or four clamps in them, mm-hmm. those can just unbolt from, oh. the, from the frame. And then I made the table so it's knocked down. The oak mid-century looking Nicholson, no, not Nicholson, Moravian looking bench that I made mm-hmm. for it to sit on that's all scrap oak is, uh, that's all knocked down. It comes okay. right apart to move. So I can stack it all in a corner. I could literally put it under, you know, my miter bench or whatever if I had to. Okay. Yeah. Now, it's my understanding that here in a uh, little while, you're going to be moving down to Texas. I hope so. Good. good. I hope so. Working on it. Good. And uh, so when you move, people need to follow your feed. There could be some tools for sale. Possibly. 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 Uh, Well... I don't want to put any pressure on you. I'm thinking you should need to throw them in a trailer and drag them across the country with you. But that being yeah. said, uh, if and when you are ready to let's, uh, let them go, let us know, and we will gladly help promote the uh, sure. yes the distribution Absolutely. of those tools. Yeah, <laughs> distribution. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll also sh- just share with you. You know, just this, just kind of just out. I'll put it out there that New York is in between Nevada and Co- and Texas. So um, you're more than welcome to stop by, and I I might have to help you unload the trailer. Yeah. Sure. How big yeah. size joiner you have? 16 inches. It's wider than my shop. <laughs> it's three feet wide. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that's interesting. So. Yeah, it's big iron. Well, so, yeah, go ahead. You're building the veneer press, I'm assuming, to be productive with capacity in between projects, or do you have other projects going on in the shop while you're making the veneer press? I didn't have any other projects. I literally don't have anything else to do at the moment, so I wanted to get that done, and then I have a couple other projects that are... I wanted to finish the veneer press first, and then uh, I have a couple other things that I'm going to be starting up. Shop projects or uh, or commissions? No, no commissions, okay. just shop projects and stuff that I want to build. Yeah, okay. I don't have any commissions right now. Nope. All, all with lumber I have. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What, well, what are you looking to do in the shop? I'm assuming these are things like the veneer press that you've had your eye on for a while to expand your capacity. I'm going to finish my workbench. I have uh, probably about 60% of a Klaus, uh, Frank Klaus okay. style yeah. workbench. I have uh, a bunch of maple billets glued up, mm-hmm. and those have to be glued up into the bigger sections. I didn't have a big joiner when I glued them up, so that's how long it's been. Okay. Glued up. You've had that big joiner for what, three, four years now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and those things have been glued up for like six years. Okay. And so uh, 
yeah, now I'll be able to do it in just two pieces, you know, because I'll be able to joint and plane those. Because I have a 15-inch planer, so that'll make that nice. And uh, <laughs> That must be rough having being limited by your planer size instead of your joiner size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but I'm going to finish that, and then I, uh, I need a hanging cabinet for my hand tools on the wall. Okay. Know, hand tool cabinet. Uh, Cremona's been a little inspiring with his yes, uh, crotch yes. pants cabinet that he that he has. Uh, yeah, I really like that thing. But you know, you got to design it for your own tools. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You do. I, I don't understand how people just build. I like the way he's doing. I don't understand how people just build like something off of plans. So no. How does that even work with your tools? You can't. What, yeah. I, what, what I would say is you have to build it off your tools yeah. and the tools you think you might get someday and hope that you thought correctly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and sometimes you yeah. don't. Don't yeah, ask me how I know Because sometimes that. you give up on green and green and you just decide to build chairs. Exactly. exactly. There's an entirely different tool set, I hear. Yeah. Well, but you can make a chair with like four tools, can't you? Yeah. How many? You, you how can. big of a tool cabinet do you need for spoke shaves and, and draw knives? You'd be surprised. Well, <laughs> The real question is, how many spoke shaves and draw knives do you need? That's true. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Probably as about as many card scrapers and chisels as I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of card scrapers, too. I have a lot of card scrapers. <laughs> I have a lot, too. I understand. Well, listen, Mike, thanks for joining us. And um, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, best place is uh, on Instagram, turning sawdust into groceries. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, you can find us at modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can find me at Penultimate Woodshop on Twitter. No, excuse me. Penultimate Woodshop on Instagram and Diami Plotky on Twitter. And Kyle, if somebody wanted to go to that mediocre social network that is Instagram, where might people find you? At Barton.Kyle on Instagram. The only <laughs> social media platform. Fantastic. He's <laughs> muting me. I learned where the mute button was. All right. So th- thanks, everyone, for, uh, for joining us. We hope you're having as good a time in the shop as we are at the Texas Woodworking Festival. And we'll talk to everyone soon.